You're listening to the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast. We hope this message speaks to you and encourages you. You can find more messages by searching Catalyst Church of Carrollton on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learn more at IamCatalyst.net. Thank you. 
telling you, I want you to see it. We, every one of us, we set up in some seasons more than others, and for some of us, every season and every decision we make thus far, we become our storms. You, you set up situations and circumstances and storms like a Spotify song on repeat. You do. Like a playlist with just a few songs. See, I don't like big playlists. My, my son Garrett has about a thousand or something. And I, I can't do that. That's too much. It stresses me out like a cheesecake factory menu. I don't even know what I want. I want to check the book. I give you smaller playlists. And the thing about the smallest is the same few songs. And that's what we do in our lives. Our decisions. You set yourself up. We just myself up. I'll preach to you. I'll preach to me and you and all of us. Uh, because the principles don't change. You set yourself up. I have a playlist. Same, same few songs. Same few scenarios. Same few sad endings. Same few setbacks. It's always the same in every part of your life. If you really want to look at it and see what it is, tell somebody so you in the storm. Life is hard. Don't mistake what I'm saying. Life is hard, but it's a lot harder when you bring it on yourself. Can you tell three people as you're sitting say, stop bringing it on yourself? Well, that's just pray one more time. I know I'm crazy. Maybe this way I'm trying to get ready to get a manager for it. Lord, I just ask you right now just to break walls down. Open our hearts in this message because these principles get deep, not just in us, but in our lives and in everything that we want to apply them to. They don't change, they are timeless, and if we want to work it, they work because your word works. And Lord, right now, just break down walls and let people open us up, Jesus. Let your presence and your perspective be big in this place. Whoever's watching at the beach right now, or wherever they're watching on the couch, Lord, let them break walls on the couch because your presence knows no distance in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Y'all ready? Yeah. Storms keep happening because you keep causing. Storms keep happening. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Some of you came here and you had a bad week, you had a bad season, a bad year. Some of you had a bad life and you're thinking about you're starting right now. You're immediately your default mode is to think about the storms and the stuff in your life that you couldn't help that blindsided you and stuff like that. And that's true, it happens. I would venture to say a lot of the storms you're in today are because of storms that you couldn't help yesterday and last year and when you were a child that you had to manage and they got worse, but still brings the point and brings the point and proves the point. Storms keep happening because you keep causing them. Don't just think about the stuff that you couldn't help. Don't think about the stuff that blindsided you and the people that blindsided you. Don't think about that. Think about the stuff that keeps happening. Be honest with yourself. Look in your heart. Look at the stuff that keeps happening. The disappointments that keep happening in your relationship, in your financial plans, in your job, in the friendships that, that they seem to be going well and then drama happens and, and it's not what you thought it was. Think about, the, think about that because the patterns and the map, there is patterns and habits in your life that if you will look at in my life, the difference is I want to be honest about them and see them and adjust as soon as possible so my life don't stay the way it is because God's calling me to new levels. We are out here in the inwardly, the Bible says, called to be written day by day. Look at the stuff. Think about the stuff that keeps happening. Don't think about the stuff you couldn't help. Don't think about what happened in your childhood with your mom and daddy did to you. Did you think you have to do anything about it? Think about the stuff that keeps happening. Because the things that keep happening are the things that we contribute to. That's the stuff. That's the stories that keep happening. They will set you, your patterns and habits set you on a course, straight into the obstacles. 
and they keep you stuck in storms that you were supposed to go through. I'll get to that later. You were supposed to go through, but you're still stuck in 10 years later. Storms keep happening. The storms that keep happening, the things that continue to weigh on your heart, the anxiety that still weighs heavy on your heart, it that stuff, there are things that we invest and contribute to that anxiety and that, and that pain and that insecurity that we don't even realize. Storms keep happening because we keep causing. We become a storm. I want to start here. Your words. Your words. Your words. Your words. Tell somebody say, I'm not the problem. Don't tell your neighbor your mouth's the problem. Don't tell your spouse your mouth's the problem. Tell your spouse and your neighbor and whoever you don't like that you want you to know what it's here right now. You've got to yell across the room and say, my mouth is the problem. James, brother of Jesus, was brilliant, man. I love this guy. James says this in James 3. He says, indeed, we all make any mistakes. That's free. Can you just tell your neighbor say, I suck sometimes? Yes, last can they get it if you want them to. Just say, just say amen. Angel, we can they say amen. I'm loving that the disciple says that we all make hideous mistakes. You suck, I suck, we all suck sometimes. You know, and some, some of my servants suck worse than others, and some real bad. And some days before you step on the stage, I've already ruined the entire Sunday because we make many mistakes. And it's free to know that you don't have to be perfect, and the only person that puts that expectation on you is you. Storms keep happening because you keep putting that on yourself. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. I love James. He started that out just a mic drop before you got into the point. For if we could control our tongues, we could be perfect and can also control ourselves in every other way. Woo! You get your mouth right, everything else will line up. That's impossible, especially for us big mouths in this place. You get your mouth stuff, you think it, you just wait while I'm saying it, but you think it, and you say it, and it messes you up too. It ain't better than it's just different. Or if we would control our tongues, we make we would make we uh, excuse me, we control uh, control ourselves in every other way. Yeah, that's how I ain't never said I was a reader or preacher, just depends on that. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit and its mouth. A small rudder, James says, makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. Tell somebody, say, your mouth is a big muscle. You may have big biceps. I know I got some jokers in here, but we also got some people in this church. We got some weightlifters. I'm glad you love me because I'm not you. But I'm going to tell you, the biggest muscle on us, the most powerful muscle that can drive your entire life or kill it, drive it in the grave or drive it away, is your mouth. You don't get to go to the gym and work them box ups out. That's already been it. You don't even have to work on that or that best. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, James says, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. Your mouth controls and can corrupt or baffle your entire life, your entire family, your entire future, whatever it is, James says it can either burn it, set it on fire, and burn it down, and set it on fire, and build it up. The, the difference in fire is the 
Spirit sets it up and builds it up. And you, we're going to bring stuff down. Bring stuff down. And James says it starts off now. I can do that all by myself. I love the idea. I can do that all by myself. And I say that about myself all the time. At weddings, you know, I'm a little bit crazy and stuff. They're like, you already got something to drink. I said, no, I don't think I can do that all by myself. I have my mouth, my mouth. I got the, I can get my mouth and big breaths. I have the world record. I know. I wish my biceps were left in my mouth. It'll destroy or build your whole life. It'll lead you to your destiny or take you so far away from it that you won't even recognize yourself. It can set your whole life on fire, but it is set on fire by hell itself. Wow. Sometimes, here's for all us church people, because James is right with the church people, by the way. We always preach the scripture like it's written to people outside the church. No, pretty much always in the New Testament, for the most part, at least, it is written to church people, because we should know that. We preach it like everybody else needs to hear it, but we need to hear it. I need to hear it. Tell somebody to say, you need this. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. Because when you're talking about somebody, you're talking about God's child. You ain't just God's child, they are. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth that James said, surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Your words work you. They either work you or work for you. Your words are seeds. Y'all, I preach these principles because you read what you say, and I want you to know it's the same with your mouth. They are seeds, and every time you talk, you're spreading seeds, and they will harvest. They will harvest. Your words, is the long time? Not yet, not yet. You know that. Your words are powerful. Listen to your words. Listen to what you're saying. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. So your mouth doesn't tell on other people's heart or the issues that you're communicating. It tells on your heart, Jesus said. Out of the abundance of your heart and my heart, when I talk, I tell on myself. Listen to your words. If you want to truly see the storms that continue to happen in your life, start there. Look at what you're saying. Jesus said, out of the abundance, if you look at your heart, you don't even have to look at your social media posts, look at all of it for that matter. Listen to the conversations and the content and the constants of the conversations and content at your dinner tables with your friends, with your significant other, with, when you're talking about the coach and trust these kids that you may or may not like and you may think they're wrong and they may listen. Because if you will listen to your words, you will begin to see your heart for what it is and it may not matter like it won't feel it don't feel good when I look at But your words, James says, it literally can burn a forest down or it can build a life like Abraham where God blessed his land. Listen, look at your social media rants. Look at your posts. Look at the videos you post. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Think about the stuff you harp on. I tell people all the time, I said, this stuff don't bother me anymore. It's the small stuff. I, I apologize again. I'm like, man, he's like, Dad, you know I'm crazy. You're like, he's like, I'm smart. He's a teammate. He's smart at it. He's getting smarter than me now. It's like, it's really hard to manage. And so, he'll say, Dad, you know you got it. He don't say you got it, man, but he basically says that I would say that. I would say that. And he's right. It's the small stuff. I look at my own heart, and I'm telling you, I get mad because the 
we want something rebuking and trying to defend what they did, what we didn't do. We're constantly trying to prove our worth and value into contention and get a man to notice us at work or get our employer. We're constantly, and if you look at your words, you'll see it because Jesus said, I'll be honest, but the heart, the mouth speaks. And what happens is we're trying to do everything and, and rebuke the devil, but we are our own worst enemy. Storms happen because we sell off. Matter of fact, I didn't say, I didn't write down. So write this down if you're taking notes. Storms happen because you keep speaking. Keep talking about the test of Storms happen because you keep speaking. Adam and Eve got messed up because they got, they got, they, they, they let, they let uh, the enemy, they let the storms that undermine their value and underscore who they were. How many times did somebody not tell you, young people, and you get mad because the coach lets you and didn't play you, and, and, and it doesn't matter if it's a politician, it doesn't matter if the coach doesn't see you or like you, or hey, you don't get the promotion, man. I literally was angry at the coach that took me from baseball in the eighth grade. I, I didn't like that guy for years. You know, he showed up to preach to watch me preach over and over the last several years. That man did me a favor, and I didn't see him anymore. I was never going to play baseball. I'm a fat guy. I was only going to fat. Your words. Your words. And so what happened is Adam and Eve got themselves in a mess. You know, the first thing they did, same thing we did, was like, look to words. You know, how do you have to deflect the words? Adam blamed Eve as he saw. Eve blamed the serpent as the devil's fault. We would beat everybody. But we don't look in the mirror at all of If you want to really look at your words, quit using the same serpent and seek the presence of God in your life. Quit searching for acknowledgement from a man and quit putting out that we're going for a million days and trying to ask a dude out or ask a dog or whatever it is. I'm telling you, look at your words and you'll see the storms that keep happening because you're investing, you're, you're setting them off. You are sabotaging and you don't realize it. And you push people away by your words when they actually love you enough to tell you. Look at your words. You won't take criticism. This is like that the question. You won't take criticism. You won't be accountable or responsible for what God has called you to do. You won't play the hero. You won't play the victim. Whatever it is, we do it. That's what they did. We've always done it. We've always done it. Listen to your words. It'll change your life if you'll listen and be honest with your words. Listen to them. Listen to them. You will see how you really feel. You'll see your heart for what it is. It'll change your life. What I'm preaching today will change the trajectory of your entire life. If you'll really look at it. You're mad. Look at your words. Look at how you're nasty the way you talk about your ex. They may have been nasty to you. They may have left you in a nasty situation and you got to raise the kids and pay for them too. But it still tells right where you are emotionally in your heart. Look how you're posting, 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 the teacher over your kids. Look at it. Jesus said, turn the other two kids in the last time I checked. By the way, that was literally the English report talking about words. Actually, that's all that comes with. Jesus said, they, Jesus said, they still be clothing, but give me a shirt too. I mean, I mean, do we take it literally or do we go American now, Charlie? Because that's what Jesus did. We call that liberal and weak, but this is how Christ like this. Right there, for what it is. Look at your 
into words. You're angry. You're anxious. It's not Jesus talking anymore. It's trauma. It's insecurity. It's anxiety. It's doubt. What did that? What did the enemy? What did the serpent do? He started. He said, "How did he undermine him?" He said, "Cut God said." He started sowing doubt. Doubt and insecurity. So I doubt themselves. If anybody in your life or yourself speaks something that is not the word of God and that Jesus Christ on you, look at your words and destroy it destroy your life. You're always negative. We're all we're negative about everything, all the time. Not Moses now. That's what I call it. But if God comes and I got callers for you, Moses. I got callers. I'm, I'm telling you, you may not see yourself, but I want you to leave two million people, two million years of life. I want you to pray for Jesus. You know the first thing he says? Everything you got now. I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray. Moses now. I swear. What's a big deal? God says, I am. It's my defect and disability and diagnosis of why I can't be a dad because I didn't have one. I had a really need one, or I can't be a mother, or I want to be a mother so I can prove it. Whatever you don't have, whatever you, whatever's not enough in your life, I am. The principles don't change. I am. Whatever we're bringing, training, dealing, you have in your life, you need to begin to speak that. Whatever you do, you don't have. King David was speaking from faith when he says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in life. I am. Whatever, whatever God is calling you to do, whatever you need to step out of faith, whatever you need to start speaking that. Whatever man, quit talking about your marriage thoughts and your husband's thoughts and your kids are driving you crazy. I am. God is willing to speak that into your life and you speak it over your family and your generations. Man, don't just make that put on the doorpost, man. Set the precedent. Speak life. Paul says, call those things that aren't as though they are. But we are talking Moses now. Their words are reflecting the opposite of what they're doing. 
sconsacrano perché sono disperati. Io non sono sconsacrano perché non sono disperati. Io 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 non sono disperati. And you may have been don't like skinny girls, or excuse me, I don't know if you're skinny girls, I don't know if you're skinny girls. Stop speaking it, man. If you gotta speak the things you can work on, speak, I'm gonna work on this, and like, I'm not getting my blood pressure. Before you actually start taking steps, start speaking, quit speaking stuff over your life, because you're, you become what you consume, and live your words. Choices, choices. Stories keep happening because you keep choosing. Let me have it because you keep choosing. You can say all the right things. What we learn in church, what a lot of people in church can say the right things. That's all good, but you do it. You tell everybody else how to do the right things. Some of the wisest people in my life that tell me to come on out here and stop doing it, I've never did it. So Connor, when he graduated uh, college, he got his first big boy job. I just want you to know he's not this man anymore. I wouldn't hire him. I wouldn't hire anybody who does this. Ever. And I would fire him out of this garden. I promise you. I'd fire him. And the overseer had to check the box and check it with him if he came to this. So just know that Connor's Connor's fresh out of college. He's gone like we all are. Thank you. 
fact that you don't make a choice, it's a choice. What is the internal issues ain't going away? They got mental habits that are setting you up to be broke, they ain't going away. You can talk about, you can talk about, oh, my child is older than you, 50 years old. You can talk about your childhood, they ain't going away. and promised life, years, and adventure 
stop at 25. 25 is a great day to say, no more, I've had my fun, but now it's time to actually go to the next level. Stop. I got things you need to stop smoking. Every now and then I say it. It may seem ridiculous when it's time to church when we deal with it. You know, you can all you want to, but it's still going to stop. It's got nothing to do with sin. By the way, it's Christianized. It's got everything. But sin is missing the more. But the point is, it's walking in the life. And you're going to get one day you can't say she's drinking it around because you're breathing so hard all the time and you struggle. And it's not that you're getting old, it's that you smoke and filled your lungs for so long and now you have heart disease. And it's a struggle. And God loves you so much. And there is a way that seems right. This is the only way I can deal with my stress. This is the only thing that keeps me from busting my spouse out and from killing everybody around me. You need to stop. You need to show up at church more. Seek Jesus. We need to go to bed and get up in the morning, go to bed right Stop. 
You don't have to keep borrowing money from your family every year. You just have to stop. It's not the big stuff. It's the small stuff. I've built a whole leadership around me because I'm the top. I'll give all the money in the church away. That's the way I am. That's the way I'm built. And you know what? I had to get some people to make decisions and they say, no, then, this is a ministry, and we want this to be last and long after we're all gone. And we got to say, we got to get a savings account so that we can build this thing. This is a ministry. I don't have to learn what they were doing. Stop it. There's a way that's in the way. It seems sort of. It seems like, oh, this is okay. No, it's not. You are robbing like and you're going to blame God and blame people and blame the person who sees them that they finally take the straw to break this person. You know, what's up here in Florida? And you've had this pattern for years in your life. Ten and Stop. Stop. Stop taking care of everybody else and maintaining take care of yourself because you're so exhausted. You don't end up alone. Because the people that love you and want to do that, you push them away. You project on them because you take care of everybody that either drains you, the lies on me is not good for you, and you call that loyalty and love. That is not that is murder. And you are setting yourself up for it. Stop. Stop investing in bad relationships. And remember your relationship that was good in last season, but is not good in this season. I don't care if it's family, if it's your spouse, it's time to have some more conversations. Bible says iron sharpens iron and bad company corrupts good character. You know, but it's my family. Blood is thicker than water. Well, if they don't see that and respect you that way, then it's not. So, and when you set boundaries with somebody, it's not boundaries when you burn down and try to scroll all day checking out with them. So, because boundaries come with social media. So you said they will across the country. They may not work with you anymore, and you may fire them and give them off, but you're sitting right there on social media taking a dump. They're right there. They're like, that ain't boundaries. You've got your nose in there with them. That ain't boundaries. And you wonder why you have that guilt. You wonder why 10 years you're still talking about 2013. So those keep happening because you keep, you keep calling, you keep, you keep choosing. They're not going to let you go. Stop stealing and stealing over stuff that is old news. Learn from it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Build something new. But don't say it. Stop trying to retaliate. And then Jesus literally says, Turn the other cheek. This man was about to get crucified and he didn't open his mouth. The only thing he spoke to was the truth. He didn't defend the lies. He didn't speak against him. He said, I don't know him, man. But we don't do that. Because we're constantly our choices are set us up. And Solomon says, There's a way that seems right to me and then again, it leads to death. God said, Well, God. Stop trying to beg everybody. Stop trying to push everybody away. I don't know what's leading you in. I'm asking you to look at your own heart. Seems right to me, but in the end, it leads to that. 
stop moving too fast, stop moving too slow. Stop enabling your kids. And stop at night. Young mamas, I'm going to stop it. Stop it now. While it remains. That's the time. You are not helping them be the best friend. You are hurting them, and then it will break your heart one day. See, our parents and generations, we learn from previous generations, right? There's always things because parents aren't perfect. That's why they need her. And I'm going to tell you what, what our generation is learning, is about to learn in the next 10 or 15 years of our kids. The, the, the principles don't change. We are raising. We are going to see a, a we talk about narcissism and selfishness all the time and, and the time we didn't get with our kids and, and I celebrate the fact that fathers are more present, are present now. But what we're doing is we're overcompensating and you're making the kids the center of the world and you're raising, we're going to raise, you're going to break your heart and you have to break them of self-centeredness and entitlement. And even narcissism, psychologically, is a setup for narcissism. Narcissism doesn't always break out trauma. It's burned out when you think you're the whole world. Stop. I know that our generations before us were negligent, but it doesn't, there is no balance in going the opposite end. Stop it. Your babies need to right now. Do not let them interrupt adults. When they're in diapers, do not try to protect them and pull them out of school. It does not help them. Life is hard, and they need to find out right now how to work through things. While you're paying their bills, put food on the table. Don't go try to tell the coach and invite for your kids so that they know they're their best friends. No, God is their best friend. Let them cry. Don't let them be the center of your world. They are a problem. If you show them that, that you're there, if you make sure, if your kids, the person in your home is, is that you're their identity, they're not just going to repeat it. They're going to expect it from you. They're going to repeat it as a parent, expect it of you. And I'm telling you, with the way we've overshot and the way we let coaches, we don't let coaches coach, we don't let teachers teach, they're always the villain, it is the other extreme. I'm not afraid. I've had mama's lip because I asked at some point, we'll sit you back here, but you gotta trust that. You can't follow them to the fifth grade. Not here. That's not okay. It's not being a mother, it's being a boss. It's not being a daddy, it's being a god. Don't be throwing punches because somebody said something sideways to your kid. Have conversations. It doesn't help you to stop. Stop. Because if you don't, you're gonna, it's gonna break your heart. Because one day you're going to be, they're going to be too old for you to, for you to adjust that and help them grow it. And if you try too hard, you'll burn your lip, your bridge. Because when they're older, they're going to they get to make their own choices and you can only be there to watch. And you wish you had. And I've been ministering long enough. Just because I can't relate to the babies when you're not family, I've done enough ministry. I've seen more than you when the results of it. Now we're about to buy their first home, and we knew that we, what we were going to do to help so that they could make it happen. But we sat there, and Angie was reporting to me that they were having meetings with a financial planner, and we let them have the meetings because the only way to learn is to learn. The only way for them to do a life together is to be able to build their work together, and we, you need to stop that at one, two years old. As soon as they come out of the womb, it is your job to begin to turn them over to the Lord and help them grow together. Grow, grow. And what we do is we have to stop. Because your choices are setting you up for turning all around your life. So, Jesus told the disciples, Jesus told the disciples, get in the boat and go to the other side. The other side, that's where the goal was, the other side. 
So they got in a storm. They got in a storm on the way to the other side that they need to stay in the storm. We love to tell that story, but Jesus starts it. He said, we're going to the other side. Tell somebody about that saying it's safe here. We're going to the other side. I say it right now, say I'm going to the other side. I'm going to the other side. They got in a storm and they stayed in a storm. So Jesus got crucified. He didn't stay crucified. It happened once, not every time. Storms aren't supposed to be. Life is going to happen, but storms shouldn't always happen. And if they are, you need to look at your heart to get it adjust. Storms are the other time. Your default mode is always to go back. That's why you keep repeating, repeating, repeating. And they can make it work. You go back, you go back, and you, and you take it out of everybody else and say, now it's not You go back, you go back to old programs, old programs, stuff that's all recovery, old relationships, old habits. You get a divorce and you go back to the square. You get a work in college, you're ready to work now. You go, I'm telling you, we go back, and when you, when you make decisions that didn't work 10 or 15 years ago because you're wounded today, the seeds you sow today are what you reap tomorrow. We go back and we keep all of it, so we keep praying for something. We keep preaching Easter, but we're stuck in Friday. And I want you to see that the disciples got in a storm, but they didn't stay in a storm. And if your life has consistently been dramatic, listen to me. If you are at all, you have this drama, or no friends, or just friends that are high maintenance, and kind of have a lot of drama in your life, listen to me. Check yourself because that storm is something that you can change. Storms keep happening because you keep settling for it. You can write that down if you want. I'm going to kind of work through this and then you can take this thing down. Okay. Insanity. Look at the insanity. What are the things that you keep doing? And repeat and hoping for change or, or honestly not going to change because you don't like change because you want life to be the way it is until you get to see more and better until you actually are okay with change. Jesus told the story. A man planted a fig tree in his garden and came again and again to see if there was any fruit on it. But he was there already was always disappointed. What are the things in your life that you always get disappointed? It's never what you thought was going to be. It's never as good as you planned it. But he was always disappointed. He said, finally, he said to his garden, I've waited three years, some of you waited part of Three years ago, hasn't done a single thing again. The gardener says this. You say that with me? He said, cut it down. Cut it down. Say it like you mean it. Say, cut it down. Cut it down. It's just taking up space in your life. What is taking up space in your life? It's not bad, but it's not good for you either. Because you are not the only work of the space you give him. He is not. He doesn't force himself on you like you force yourself on you want to create space where you have a lot of clutter in your life and, 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 and things that aren't productive. What is it? Think about it. I'm not, I can't throw this at the one tent anymore. I'm preaching it wrong. What is it? Cut it down. It's just what we take up space. The gardener said this. Sir, this is what we all do. Give it one more chance. Give it one more. Another year. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to give it one more chance. I'm going to come one more year. I'm going to come up all and go love me. Don't come up with 
I'll tell you what, just give me one more year, one more time. I'll give it special attention this way and put that fertilizer. I'll do more. The songs in your life are happening because you keep trying to do more. Work more hours. And then he says, he says, Jesus says, I'll give it special attention to that. And if we get things next year, fine. But if not, then you can cut it down fine. If it gets free, he said, they say, fine. That's awesome to read out there. Because if you got what you wanted, you would scream and praise God. Fine. But if not, he's got to say, hey, you know, I think I can make it work this time. If I get so good, fine. But you know, I get a little need to do that all the time. People don't want to serve that. And the devil, it's us. Those moms over the years ago, I love it. I got to preach those moms here. He said, the worst thing you can be a will always be being a mom. Boy, that's the gospel truth of all moms. If we get things next year, fine. If not, then you can cut it down and make the best of the world. You'll try to keep it up, make it work. I'm going to tell you, that is the definition of insanity. And storms keep happening because you keep sticking, choosing, and settling. And life is already hard. Thanks for listening. We'd love to know your story. Let us know how this message impacts your life. You can message us at info at imcatalyst.net. We're here for you and we are for you. If you have a prayer request, you can message us at prayer at imcatalyst.net. To keep up with what's going on at Catalyst Church in Carrollton, visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Jesus cares about you. We care about you. And we hope you join us again on the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast.